Hello, everyone. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to a brand new episode of Hi, Jinx, with me, Jinx Monsoon. Today, our guest is T.S. Madison, who is one of the most enigmatic, lovable, and quotable people that I know. We're going to talk about everything from gender identity, uh, sexual freedoms, and commercial success as we take a little journey exploring the life and times of the one, the only, T.S. Madison. So buckle up and hunker down and sink your teeth into some brand new hijinks. Forever. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to Hi Jinx, a podcast where I, an internationally tolerated drag superstar, get to interview compelling and fascinating people about how they became who they are and why they do what they do. Today, we are joined by entrepreneurs, actress, and activist, T.S. Madison. Hi, T.S. Jinx! Hi, Jinx! You know, it's still monsoon season in my house. You don't hear the beeping going on in the back. Yeah. Um, we let's just let's let's talk about it right away. Um, T.S. Madison has some uh, fire detectors, smoke detectors beeping. that need to be replaced. Um, you can't see it though, but her ceiling well, is a good twenty-five feet above. Her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've done well for myself, so I'm able to buy a home that has very, very high, high, yeah. high ceilings. We we never think about that when when you have vaulted ceilings. How do you take <laughs> care of the smoke detectors when you are successful? Uh, smoke detectors are not uh, not a small issue in your house. Who in the hell would put a damn smoke detector that far up in the ceiling where I I'm only five foot six? Really? Yes. <laughs> and so who would put a damn high ass? smoke detector in the ceiling where I can't I'm up here like I gotta climb a ladder and still trying to get the smoke detector like hey so there will be times ladies and gentlemen through this podcast that you'll hear the annoying chirp and burp of a fire detector if our listeners want to make it a drinking game um they can they can take a sip every time they hear a chirp or a burp and (laughs) there's one there there we go chug up um I have to say, you look absolutely stunning. Is that a new weave? Is it 22 inches? Well, listen, it, it, you know, a new weave has to always be 22 inches in this house because yes. you already know if you ain't rocking 22 inches of it, a bitch, <laughs> you know, so yeah. Um, yeah, this is, um, this is one of my infamous hair pieces. Anytime that I'm like on a place where, I, where, I, where I'm occupying a space of grandeur, Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, you are a place of grandeur, Lady, <laughs> lady Monsoon. Me and um, my, my wardrobe closet. <laughs> lady Monsoon. <laughs> uh, and you are you are the, a girl of grandeur. And so, you know, I, I always try to come in with, with a signature thing. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you said, is it a new weave, 22 inches? You know, I always try to come in with my signature look with the bang. Yeah, bang, yeah, yeah. Bang. This is 40 inches, but with the bang. 40. So, yeah. Now... Um, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think I, I, I'm not a long hair girl, you know, (laughs) I I mostly wear like hair hats, you know, where it looks like beautiful hair, but nothing moves because I'm too clumsy. I get things stuck in things too easily. I'd be that girl who gets her hair stuck in the garbage disposal. And that's how I go. Yeah. What are you? Well, okay. So you know, I've always wanted to know. So, like, track <laughs> <laughs> for you is you. You live your whole life is just jinx outside of drag or art. Well, or are, you, you, are you a woman? Are you um, a woman? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I identify as non-binary out of drag, 
But I also identify as, you know, really what I identify as, as trans femme, as in I'm femme presenting. I see myself as femme and, um, but I also haven't like, you know, had any body modification, you know, like I feel like I express my femness without tits because uh, <laughs> it's one of those funny things where it's like, I know that I see myself more as a woman, but I also don't um, see myself as having tits. And it's just, we all get to kind of decide for ourselves how we're going to express ourselves, you know? And for some people that's um, having top and or bottom surgery. And for some people, you know, it's a combination or one or not the other, you know? So I feel like I get everything I need out of my self-expression. Um, what I did do is have a hair transplant because I did not feel like I was expressing my femininity through my um, balding, crusty the clown hairdo <laughs> I had for a while. <laughs> but I've always seen you as a, I don't know. It's just like some drag race girls, or some drag mm-hmm. girls that from, from the show, I, I see them as women. Yeah. Like I've always saw you as, like not Bianca though. No, I don't. <laughs> You don't see that dainty little flowers. <laughs> oh, no. I don't see Bianca as a woman. Well, but I, I, I've seen you as a woman. I've seen Ben de la Creme as a woman. Like I've always looked at you ladies as, <laughs> as women. Um, I've looked at uh, Paris Balenciaga. I've looked at her as a woman, you know, and, and when I get an opportunity to, you know, communicate with the girls, because I, I have good relationships with a lot of the drag race girls. Mm-hmm. And when I get an opportunity to communicate with them or work with them, you know, in certain spaces, I'm like, and I see that I walk in the dressing room and they're like, hey, bro. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey. Where'd she go? Wait. Like, no. You know, I just see them as, as women. Yeah. Well, I think, I think maybe you're seeing the spirit of the person and not like the physical form of the person, you know, cause I, I think, you know, um, we all express it in different ways, but there's gotta be some mutual thread. You know, you don't just end up a drag queen because, because you're a, you know, a straight dude, bro. I mean, I guess some do, but according to this season, according to this season, you know. but I think, I think there's a common thread amongst drag queens. There's something inside of that person and we can identify it within each other. You know, even if we don't necessarily know what to call it, you know, there's a reason why I, uh, we all say we're sisters, you know, because there's some kind of something and it doesn't matter if you're from, you know, Mobile, Alabama or um, Mankin, Georgia or Portland, Oregon, there's some kind of common thread between those of us who dabble in the dark arts you know oh, yes <laughs> well you know i i i like to call dabbling in the dark arts honey homosexual activity <laughs> you know especially this, when we get over into the potter wands honey i'm like honey you know <laughs> dealing with wands honey expelliosis and things you know? <laughs> expelliosis. all the dark arts honey. the chambers the secret <laughs> so let's talk a little bit you are in a gorgeous setting this is your house this is your gorgeous house behind you this is my home right now I bought this home 15 years ago when I first came into some money Um, (laughs) yeah like listen I bought this home 15 years ago when I first came into my first round of money now I'm in a now I'm in a new round of money Mm -hmm. I'm about to you know buy a a, a substantially larger (laughs) well um it makes perfect sense considering, you know, with recent success you've had, um, television projects you've done, and you are, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up my notes, not because I don't know it, but because you I want to get it, I want to, I want to get it word perfect. The first black trans woman to star in and executive produce her own reality series. Congratulations. And, you know, before we ended up there, you know, you, you've been steadily climbing the ladder for a long time. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, I kind of just think it's brilliant because 
you know, when you go on trade websites, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been a long thing. It's been a long running thing that if you are trans on certain websites, you put the TS in uh-huh. front of your name. Yes. Now you are someone who has taken that little, like that little coding that's always been common language in our community. And that is your brand. You like basically, you know, Kylie, Kylie Jenner couldn't trademark Kylie, but you basically trademarked TS and yes. now it, and now it belongs to you. It belongs. <laughs> you know, I did that because I needed people to really understand the importance of embracing all aspects of your identity and all aspects of your journey. Yeah. You know, people have to understand that they'll they'll see the end the end product Mm-hmm. and don't know all the, the things that you, you know, you've been through to, to get to that. Like, Absolutely. you know, and so I'm going to, I'm going to always remind the girls, honey, that at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you might see Madison and she might be successful and she might have three, four homes down the line. <laughs> Cause I, don't, I only have one now, but I will have two soon. And then I'll have three after, but. And then comes the stable and the yeah, yacht. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then the, the yacht and stuff like that (laughs) but you have to know that there was a time that I didn't have these things and so I'm one of the girls that are this that's uh not like everybody else like I I I embrace all of it and this is why you know I have no problem speaking about you know genitalia Mm -hmm. I'm very sex positive I'm very open about you know um, me being a preoperative trans transgender um I'm very open about me being uh, my past being sex work I'm very open Mm -hmm. about my sexual endeavors, mm-hmm. you know, and the men that loved me and the times that they did it. And, you know, I'm very <laughs> open about these things because I don't want you to be able to take anything that you think that you found out about me and mm-hmm. kind of hold me hostage to that. Just like, I took, just like I took ownership of, I don't, I can't reach the smoke detector. <laughs> Anybody that's out there listening and you didn't hear us in the beginning, the smoke detector will be throughout the entirety of <laughs> this interview and so you can check a jug or a tongue if you'd like (laughs) well I think that's I mean I think that's what is it's something that I find very awesome about you and I think it's just awesome in general when we live in this society and we have this culture that will try to demonize people for having a past quote unquote you know or doing something that society has deemed as like you know counter normal or or abnormal you know Mm -hmm. we saw um we saw like in the past when drag race girls have it's later been revealed that they did pornos and people tried to tear them down for that. And luckily detox is not that easily shaken. <laughs> <laughs> or stirred, okay. <laughs> but I do think there's a lot of power in ownership. You know, there's a lot of power in not apologizing and by being so candid i think a huge part of your success is a you're obviously very entertaining and personable but b you're extremely candid and like you said when you are you know when you present yourself with pride and unapologetically it makes it that much harder for people to use things about you to tear you down yes and mm-hmm. i remember um early the the, in the early onset of uh, my growing star uh, that people weren't talking about that I was a, I was a former adult uh, actress. So, you know, I mean, there's going to be times down the line, like the, the bigger that my career goes that I'm just, I'm not going to speak about it, but if it is mm-hmm. brought up, I, I will definitely indulge. <laughs> but there were times when people, that's all that they were just like, but you're doing this, but you're a porn star, but you've done, se- but you, but you, but this is what you do. Like you, how can you influence kids? And how can you tell people when you're doing this, this is what you know. And so you have to always get ahead of the narrative because mm-hmm. this, when you get ahead of it, it's better that you tell your story than someone else because somebody else is going to, they're going to put jump ropes, jumping jacks, jump a cable. <laughs> they're going to scoop it up. They're going to put all the things in there. You know, I, I could I could only imagine if Whitney Houston and uh, uh, all of uh, Michael Jackson and all of the people who who've passed on, who whose documentaries and all these series out there that come up, could sit home and watch 
the story mm-hmm. about their life being told from somebody else's perspective, like that that didn't happen. Where did they, where did they get that? <laughs> where did they get it from? But you know, it, they added the flavor in this to make the story all run together, so it mm-hmm. fits the thing to try to paint the picture. And so, even Aretha Franklin. Now, I will say this last Aretha Franklin movie, I was like, "Girl, we know the family. We know that the family mm-hmm. uh, 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 told this story because we still don't know who's the baby's father." Now. <laughs> When we watched Aretha on Genius, we saw that, you know, it was alluded that a, 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 one of the uh, patrons of the father's parties impregnated her at, while she was 12 years old. And then she had another one while she was 13. Like we can see. So sometimes it's okay if somebody else tells the story a little bit, as long as they got the pieces together and it's yeah. right. And then, and, but you have to be ahead of the, of the, of the narrative. You have to be ahead of, like, oh, oh, oh yeah. no, 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 that, that's not how it happened. Yeah, well, and then when you take into consideration, like, stories being told about people or stories being told for people who are marginalized, disenfranchised, then there's those layers, too. You know, I think about what do we actually know about Marilyn Monroe's story that hasn't been pushed through the lens of like, you know, sexualizing her, um, diminishing her, not taking into account like the time in which she, um, you know, was alive and experienced her success. Like things were not set up for women to succeed. And as soon as she succeeded too much, you know, like there, I mean, that's why I think there's so much speculation about uh, around her death, because like how much agency did that woman actually have in her life at that time? And even, you know, even if it's just like point blank, it was a, a an overdose, you know, maybe there wasn't some kind of government conspiracy or JFK scandal who knows but what we do know is that she was probably not given a lot of agency over her life and career given the fact that like she was surrounded by people exploiting her you know (laughs) so we're that's why it's important to be ahead of the narrative it's important and well when you're when you when you've died you can't be ahead of You just ahead of the people you you left behind, honey. You never got called first and you gone. You're like, wait a minute, you know. Yeah. But I I pride myself in that, you know, you know, because it's just like you're not gonna embarrass me. You're not gonna be able to embarrass me. It's like if Mm -hmm. you take a tumble and you fall and you jump up and be like, oh shit, did y'all see that? (laughs) And then everybody laughs, and it's just like they're not stuck in the fall. Like it happened. We like you laughed, I laughed, I joked about it. Okay, let's go on with the show. Mm-hmm. You know, was it? You know, I uh, I'm gonna paraphrase, but it was Latrice who said, "It's okay to fall down, get up, look sickening, and make them eat it." <laughs> now I don't know what Latrice is having them eat. <laughs> I know you better get those nuts out of my face. <laughs> One of the moments uh, that uh, you attribute to your current success was your Vine video going viral. We've already mentioned it. Um, New weave, 22 inches. Now, (laughs) I just refreshed myself on this video. It is, it's pretty damn brilliant because it starts new weave, new weave, new weave, 22 inches. Then we got your butt clapping. (laughs) We got your front going up and down. It's really captivating. Did it you? <laughs> did you? Um, when you created that video, did you think to yourself, "This is it. I, I just cracked it. I'm. This is. You this is going to go viral." <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I am a viral queen, Jane. <laughs> like I don't know what it is about my. It's, it has to be something in the way that I look, or hmm. or 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 which is stunning. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Or the tonality in my voice, mm-hmm. or maybe the way that I'm built or something. It's I, I, I always find myself going viral. Like I'm not, <laughs> I, I have a TikTok, but I'm not on TikTok like that. But mm-hmm. if you look my name up on TikTok, it has like 23 million, 24 <laughs> million views of like, and it's my voice, my voice being dubbed over. 
uh-huh. like my or, or me saying making a phrase. I think it's the the sound of. I think it's in the voice or something. And then I got a big dick and a big ass and big titty. <laughs> and I got a, and I look like a fat woman. And so maybe, maybe it's like all of those things are connected. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. When I initially did the video, I did the video because I was really excited about me having a new weave. I really was mm-hmm. excited. My, girl, my girlfriend. It's that simple. Had, my girlfriend had given me a new weave. And um, I just jumped up and I was learning Vine. I remember going on the app and everybody was on Vine uh, uh, just doing little funny skits and clips and shit like that. And even I was in the I was in the nude world at the time. My skits, mm-hmm. I know how to do nude, funny, you know, naked shit funny. So yeah. I just I looked before I got nude, before I did get nude, I made sure that I looked through the app to see was, uh, you know, I was like, oh shit, they got a vine after dog. I saw so (laughs) many penises and asses and tits and (laughs) sex. And I was like, whoa, okay. So there is a space for me here. (laughs) Yeah. I just got to put hashtag vine after dog. (laughs) I didn't know that me doing that that night was going to drive the people crazy, but the spirit Mm -hmm. told me, like I, I, I talk incessantly about me having a connection to the spirit whatever mm-hmm. the spirit is. I have a connection to it. Like it speaks to me. It'll tell me, bitch. Do it. <laughs> and so I was like, I want to make a video while I'm sitting up here. And I was naked while my girlfriend was doing my hair. Cause when you get your hair done yeah, and, and you're, you're getting it cut, clipped and bumped, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. And stuff like that. And the hair's falling on your clothes. I just sat there naked. Cause I was going to get in the shower afterwards or whatever. Yeah. And my girlfriend and I had a really good I had one. I'm so free. Like, I'm so free. You don't even know. <laughs> naked. She's just doing my hair. Like, and we just having a full conversation. Like, nothing's going on. I was like, oh, I like this. Like, oh, no way. No way. <laughs> when um, I woke up the next morning, uh-huh. I don't know how uh, a straight man. Uh-huh. <laughs> A straight boy. Those qu- she she's making quotations, but they're especially emphatic with the nails she has on. Yes. <laughs> because they always a straight man found the video, and once he found that video, he shared it, and he got mm-hmm. up the next day. He had a large following because he was quote unquote funny. I've never really found him funny, but whatever. <laughs> and he had this large following, and he shared it. And then he had commentary about it. And I had, I had blew his mind like all that day. Mm-hmm. And he made like countless videos about me talking about me. And it caused me to go viral. Mm-hmm. And he posted and other people started posting and then they started posting, they started sharing it. And then like, it just was going everywhere. Like, you know, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> And so after that, I was like, oh, well, let me just, you know, let me get on the ride. Let me just do, you know, <laughs> let me do what needs to be done. And, and what happened was it, it increased the sales to my website at the time. Like I was, uh, you know, I was selling, doing my porno site. And yeah. so it increased the sales. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the money. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you know. It, so, it increased your, um, revenue. your website sales. It increased your only flat only fans oh no you were ahead of the only fans oh, baby, explosion. Listen, I'm the, I'm, listen let me say this and say this with conviction yeah you only fans girls would be nothing had i not existed absolutely because you were uh, i have it right here in my notes i'm not going to paraphrase you were running a production company and monetizing a website mm-hmm. before only way before only so you had you had the self-production power before that was made accessible to, and to every every 90 again. pound twink on the internet <laughs> myself again. you only fans girls would be nothing <laughs> would be nothing had it been not for my existence here, darling. Do you know what's funny? Um, I don't know that it's funny, but it's kind of like, it's kind of making me think that I, I've just always known T.S. Madison, but I haven't known a lot of the details of how 
you came to be the T.S. Madison we know today. Yeah. I, it's just kind of, you've always been a part of the community. Uh-huh. You've always been a sister. Uh-huh. Um, nothing but positive vibes from you and uh-huh. towards you. Yeah, <laughs> All the girls know you. And I knew, you know, I mean, I can do. De- I could deduct myself that the TS meant that you had a history in in, in sex work and, yeah. and adult entertainment. But I do really think that, um, you know, you're saying like, you know, you went viral, but I think there's something just at your core that makes you captivating, <laughs> likable. I want to know, has it always been that way for you in your life? Is it something you discovered in your adulthood or were you one of those kids who could get away with anything? Were you one of those kids who had the adults in your life wrapped around your finger or <laughs> were you always you mean, getting in trouble? Do you mean the adult men? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, honestly, Jinx, to be honest with you, I was the class clown. Uh-huh. Um, I I was a class clown. I was very popular in in, in high school. I was I was kind of sheltered and shelled in middle. No, I'm lying. No, <laughs> I had to think that because I used to. Oh wait, okay. Now I was not sheltered and shelled. I was not. Let me not. I I, I thought for a second like <laughs> I had to think about all the, the fighting and the, the the laughter and stuff. No, no, no. I think when I got to the seventh grade, I went from um elementary school which is from the sixth to the sixth grade and then when I got into seventh grade I started doing junior high and mm-hmm. when I got to junior high we, it was seventh eighth uh, the seventh and the eighth grade were there and ninth grade you went to high school yeah so in the seventh and eighth, the seventh and eighth grade it was like eighth graders that were bigger than me like I told you I'm five foot six yeah so the so the boys were bigger than me, like it was, and I was skinny. And I, even though I have all this body now, girl, yeah, <laughs> I didn't have all that. Then. The boys were bigger than me, so I, I had kind of like a fear in the seventh and eighth grade. I was just you know breaking into who, uh, and when I got to high school in the ninth grade, I was really in a shell until a couple of boys that were older than me um, spotted that I was homosexual. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was homosexual. I didn't know what I was, <laughs> but they spotted that, and they, and and it made me become. It made me stand up. Mm-hmm. Like it made me stand up. Like I like I, I remember me standing up in high school and like, like I was a bad bitch in seventh grade. I was a bad bitch in eighth, eighth grade. I'm out here with all these ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth graders. You know, I got to I got to channel that bitch from high from junior high. Yeah. And, you know, stand up to this boy or these boys, you know? Yeah. Like, and then after I, I became more vocal and my voice hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, you are fat, you know, all that. <laughs> and I was like, but I'll kick your ass though. You know, all of that stuff. But I started gaining more popularity and like people nat- naturally gravitated to me. I was always fun and laughing and dancing and, you know, stuff. And I always, acted out and I think that I really acted out a lot because and I don't know if we have any any mothers or parents listening <laughs> when your child um is really acting out and really you know trying to figure it's, it's the space of them trying to figure themselves out yeah and I think parents don't really understand that that is the most vulnerable moments and the vulnerable areas for kids you know especially in identity and um, orientation and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you're really in the discovering place and you're going through a lot of hormone hormonal changes and a lot you've seen a lot of things and you're looking at all how kids are bigger than you and how y'all are different but yet the same and you, you, so many emotions are running through you then you're at home listening to your parents conversation about the gays that they know and how and I'm 44 years old. So, you know, there was definitely not, there was definitely talks of gay and AIDS always. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. Like you get in this, you get in the shell of like, I can't, I can't say that I'm gay. I can't say that. What am I? Am I trans? And like what, you know? Yeah. You know, one thing I keep thinking about, um, and it's been a it, it's been a mantra that's been coming up a lot in my life um recently. And it's very simple, but it's two things can be true at the same time. And when I hear you kind of talking about how, um, you know, that age is a big time for exploration. It's a big time for kind of, 
figuring things out and trying things on and, and, and seeing what rings true for you. So it is a time of like transformation. It's a time of self-exploration, but that doesn't undercut the, the fact that, you know, many people know fundamental truths for themselves at a very early age. And that doesn't mean that they're not also going to go through a period of experimentation or exploration. So we have this constant debate amongst old people is like, um, you know, and it's been an ongoing debate in our country of like, how young can a person be and know that they're trans? You know, how uh, like, do we let children decide how they want to to present themselves to the world and how they want their futures to go? Um, or do we like assume that a child doesn't know enough about themselves? And the thing is, is like two things can be true. A person can be exploring themselves and exploring aspects of themselves and also know that they are trans or queer and also know that like certain things are true for them and still have room to explore. You know, yeah. it's yeah. this idea that it has to be one or the other that's holding us back, you know? <laughs> it's because we've made so much social, uh, made so many social uh, constructs that have, that have confined mm -hmm. us to these, to these places, Jinx. And, and here's with, with, with me telling you my story in that growing up, I was in a space where I was young mm -hmm. and I didn't know what it was. And then we all saw RuPaul in that time. <laughs> RuPaul yeah. was like, RuPaul was a staple at the time, like even when she was just like coming up, like on her rise to being mother. Yeah. It was a staple at that, uh, at the time. And I watched, I seen her I, and I knew I wasn't RuPaul. But, <laughs> but you were, were <laughs> but I'm not, not RuPaul. But, I'm not, not RuPaul. <laughs> but in 1992, I discovered the crying game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I knew that deal was what I was. Yeah. I was a girl. Yeah. With a penis. <laughs> I knew it was coming! <laughs> Did you hear me being really... I'm, I, I'm giving you the space, but I knew... I knew how that sentence was going to end. I love you I was. So I knew that I was a girl. <laughs> With a penis. <laughs> I was. I just knew it. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, and this is why representation matters. Absolutely. And it's not because we are influenced by this stuff. It's because we discover like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. That's what it is. That's, That's huge. That's what it is. That's me. That is me. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite this. I know I'm not that, but, that, but then, oh, that's me. Well, however she explains what she is or he is, that's the way I can explain what mm -hmm. I am. That's me. Yeah. I'm a deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why representation is so important and why it's so aggravating to see people not get it. And the people who don't get it, the people who don't like see the importance of seeing yourself represented, obviously have never not seen themselves represented, you know, like, like, oh, of course you don't understand why it's important to me to see certain characters portrayed by people who actually live that truth because you're a straight, white, cis male and you've always seen yourself on TV. You don't even have the capacity to understand what it might feel like to feel like you are literally the only person like you out there. And, um, you know, I, I think of the times where I felt like I saw myself on TV or in a movie and how empowering that was. And, you know, I didn't even get there till I was like 14 or 15. Like the first time I saw Rocky Horror and the first time I saw Hedwig and the Angry Inch, you know, that's when I <laughs> that's Peaches Christ always says Rocky Horror Picture Show was her It Gets Better video. <laughs> 
I love Peace of Christ, honey. Yeah. But you, so you saw yourself in, on, in the Rocky Horror Picture Show and you knew like, that's me. Well, it w- it was getting closer. It was getting closer. And then Hedwig was even closer. You know, like Hedwig was kind of like, it was like her gender was kind of, her truth was the most important thing. Like, you know, following her truth and then rediscovering her truth throughout her life. That was her main motivator. And her gender kind of just went along on the ride. <laughs> you know, like her gender shifted when it needed to for her to continue to follow her truth. Like she didn't transition necessarily because she was, uh, she saw herself as a woman, but she saw herself as an American rock star and her transition allowed her to do that you know like my gender expression is kind of different but I've always felt like I just have to live my truth and the way that I present myself will kind of figure itself out along the way you know like I've gotten progressively femmer throughout the years I you know I present myself very differently than I did 10 years ago but I do feel like I've just been becoming more and more myself throughout that time as I've just been following what feels like my truth you know (laughs) but I will say that that don't laugh at me jinx which i know you are <laughs> <laughs> i've i will say that i have I, i've discovered myself a few times i do know that i was a deal but i uh-huh. also was a pat uh-huh. <laughs> like pat from saturday night live <laughs> oh my gosh Oh. I didn't know that was a pad. I... <laughs> 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 wow. And you know what? Two things can be true <laughs> at the same time. I used to look at Pat on Saturday Night Live when I was growing up, and I was like, girl, what are you, Pat? <laughs> but now I'm just imagining you in the full Pat costume and wig and the button <laughs> mentioned RuPaul and uh, RuPaul have you heard of her Um, so what was it like to see her you know on the main stage of life at an early age and then to have this friendship with her now you know and to also you also credit um, some of the uh, financial and commercial success that you've experienced to RuPaul lifting you up and, I do. and I do. sharing space with you. Yes, because it's all true. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my mom, like my mother would be the most accurate person to tell you how fond of RuPaul I was. She would <laughs> see me just being so fond of it of the, 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 the ambiance of, and I never thought I was a supermodel of the world. That wasn't what I thought that I was a supermodel of the world. It was just the, the presence, mm-hmm. the tall, the big, the, the, the commanding presence mm-hmm. that is RuPaul. And I, I was watching that stuff on TV and was like, girl, I want to be her friend. I remember <laughs> Indian style saying, I want to be her friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be this person's friend and I want to learn from her. I want to, I want to know, like, you know. And when I had the opportunity to meet her, it was what I expected it to be. She embraced mm-hmm. me. Um, she told me the reason she told me, she told me she loved me for kind of like the same reasons why I told her that I love her. She said that she loved me because of my commanding presence and she loved me because of, you know, you know, my force that, that I have. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, we attracted each, we really attracted each other, you know? And, you know, RuPaul is a, is a huge staple at World of Wonder and World of Wonder is a, is a huge staple in my career. Like World of Wonder is the reason I was like, well, I have the T.S. Mass experience on WeTV mm-hmm. and they're, they, they're like, I've had, let me pick you up and all these pilots of shows that we put out together to expand my star and grow my star, which helped grow my finance, whatever. RuPaul could have easily said, run that bitch out of town. 
could have easily been like, mm -mm. you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Easily. It's always, and anytime that she has had the opportunity to lend herself to assist me or lend mm -hmm. herself or speak in a space of speaking for me or up for me, or she has done that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you gotta, it's crazy to think that I was a 14 year old boy, a 15 year old boy sitting on the floor, looking at this woman and saying and manifesting her like this is going to be my friend i want to i want i'm going to work with her i'm going i don't know how it's going to happen but i am yeah and, honey listen the season's coming i sit right there on the panel judging a judge on rupaul's drag race you know the girls i'm, I'm a i am a part of that oh absolutely <laughs> i am such a big part of the drag race franchise like the drag race system because my quotes are over there my my catchphrases like all the things and a lot of people probably think that that stuff originates in the drag race world when it has a lot of that stuff has originated with me yeah <laughs> like because like i said you've always been you've always been there yeah <laughs> you've been a part of the community as long as i've known That's and right, and you're highly quotable yeah. <laughs> um so far as to you know like to the extent that um silky ganache uh portrayed yeah, you yeah, on snatch thing. game Mm -hmm. Yeah, how did how, how did you feel when <laughs> when you saw it? It was like, okay, here's how how I was so dish I was so disheveled. <laughs> that was season eleven. Mm -hmm. I was home, and you know I'm I'm on the internet doing my YouTube stuff and mm -hmm. whatever, and then I stumble across the video with my name in the title, and I'm like, well, let me see what this says, and it says, um. You know, it says uh, Drag Race Leaks. <laughs> One of the contestants on RuPaul Drag Race portrays T.S. Madison and wins. Uh -huh. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm looking like, what's going on? Like, is this true? You know, because I had done stuff over there with World of Wonder and I had been with the Drag Race girls or whatever, but you know, and I remember me when I when I had Rue in the car, she told me that I was what she said that I'm gonna be a guest. She said she's gonna have me as a guest judge on Drag Race. Uh -huh. You know, and it, it didn't it, like I think a year or two later it happened, but mm -hmm. it happened after Silky portrayed me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, when I saw this the, the Reddit leaks and all that, I'm reading, like I'm I'm all in the drag, <laughs> the drag stuff trying to find out. Is this true? You know, because some of that shit be true and some of it don't be true. Mm -hmm. like, and I said, okay, well, nobody said the world of wonder hasn't said anything to me or anything. As the season got closer, closer and closer and closer to air, <laughs> I received paperwork from <laughs> And the paperwork was for me to, you know, allow them to use my imagery. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, this shit is true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's true. Like, cause, and this is what people don't get. Like, they don't just really, like, they don't, like, when you do the, the, uh, unless they're dead. <laughs> when you do the snatch game, like, like the person that you, like, if they show their imagery, like, people have to get, you have to have permission. Mm -hmm. You know, those people have to sign off for you to use their imagery and stuff on it, on a game show and television show. You know, you just can't throw their imagery up and things like that, you know? Yeah. You know, and so, this is when I knew that it was true. I was like, oh, and I had to stay quiet. <laughs> like I remained quiet about it, <laughs> but I was eager to see it. Mm -hmm. And then when you did finally see it, did it I live was, up to I the build emotional. up in your mind? Yeah. I was emotional. Yeah, I was emotional because after I saw it and I, I saw how RuPaul responded to it and I saw how... <laughs> All the things like, that oh. fire alarm is like you can't ignore me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> after I saw it, and I just was like, "Yo, I'm I'm gonna be as transparent as I can be, Gene." Mm. I was like, "Yo, I really have made an impact in the world, just mm -hmm. by me being my authentic." completely authentic self yeah and i have made this show is worldwide there's so many people who weren't familiar with me that got 
familiar with me uh-huh. and then started to understand like oh this phrase came from the heat or like yeah oh like it became and then the pieces start to fall into place and it was like whoa like yo like she's not just what we thought she was like she is really an important piece in our community yeah and I was like so I'm forever honored from Silky Nutmeg Ganache. I'm just forever grateful, forever. And there's nothing that she can really ask me to do that I wouldn't do for her, except, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes she'll call, she'll hit me and I'd be like, I got to get my schedule together. She'll hit me <laughs> last minute. I'm like, girl, you know, you know I'm working now, but I would fly, I would fly all over. I would do anything that you asked me to do for anything because like, like you helped bridge that. Yeah. You helped do that. And then, then when they asked me to be a judge the next season, I mean, well, season 13 um, when I came season 13 and I was a judge I did a really good job as a guest judge and mm-hmm. like the, the the drag race fans were like we want her back yeah we want her back and then they brought me back season 14 this season now they're gonna definitely want me back season 15 <laughs> you know, it was it's just like and it's just it makes if you, you find your tribe yeah in a place where you always like trying to figure out like where does where did where do the pieces fall like how like I'm just I, you feel like you're treading through the world and you don't know where like are you gonna fit in here are you gonna do this like I'm black I'm trans I'm vulgar I'm loud <laughs> laughing in color you know I'm unorthodox I'm like all of the things like so I'm 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 like crazily all over the place and then I I fit in into this piece. And it turns out you fit in on television, on <laughs> worldwide television, just fine. Just fine, yeah. What was it like? Um, so we we now have the T.S. Madison experience, uh-huh. which is extremely candid and mm-hmm. intimate. Yeah. And one of the things I really appreciate about it is you have, you know, pretty complex, um, nuanced conversations with family members um around your identity and um you you know you confront family members and ask them to respect your identity and you know i i, I know who i'm rooting for in that conversation but there is you the the show gives space for like your siblings to talk about what it is preventing them from keep like from respecting your identity and um and showing you that respect and then gives you space to talk about how that makes you feel and these are complex nuanced conversations that don't get brought up often you know like normally when those those topics are brought up to us it's with one angle or another and through your show we get to see both angles and we get to see all the complexities around it when it's like, you know, when our brains are programmed to not want to let go of what we once knew about a person and to embrace what we now know about that person. And I I just have to wonder, like, you know, how has that been sharing that experience with your family? Are you um, happy to have gone I, I through am, it? I am because my brothers and I are definitely, my dad now says Madison, like my friend, my friend yeah. call me and they say, even though I still had to go back and block that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, they call. they said, uh, we saw your dad and your dad said um, his, um, his daughter has a TV show and his daughter is doing mm-hmm. this. I was like, oh, he's he saying that to y'all? Girl, he must really <laughs> want my money. but then then my brothers my brothers are now moving more into you know understanding like this is my sister yeah you know I I have to say she like no matter what we know oh you know this is who she is this is who she is and it's just like you know yeah genetically we know this and 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 yes we we all three of us have penises but this is our sister yeah and we have to respect her as such. And we have to know that she's a passable girl. And so when we're saying he and him and all this shit in public, you know, we can't do that because everybody doesn't know that. Well, she's famous. So 99.9% of the time, they're going to be like, raw, you know, or, or, and my brothers tell me all the time, they get approached by people saying, are you T.S. Madison's brother? And they say, nah, nah, nah. 
nah, nah. Oh yeah. And they say, yeah, we, you know, not, not, <laughs> they don't say nah out of being ashamed. It's like mm-hmm. we don't, like leave it, like go and leave us alone. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we we she want all that. We just want to be at peace right here, you know. Yeah. But they enjoy being my brothers. They do, and I love my brothers, and I actually do love my dad, you know. But I just have to block him because I'm not giving him any money. Listen, there's we're all allowed to draw our boundaries. Blood <laughs> blood does not dictate the relationship you must have with a person for the rest of your life. But wait. um well yeah i just i mean like i said i know who i'm rooting for in those conversations i know that i want you know i want the family members of all trans people to just get with it quickly you know (laughs) but i think that what was so important about it is that we get the opportunity and and here's what i like to do in television in any in Mm -hmm. in any space that i occupy in television i want to see the opposing team's uh conversation we need Mm -hmm. to see that because if I'm here telling you that this is going on and you don't, mm-hmm. it's one thing to be told, but it's also another thing to see it. Yeah. Like when you see it, you're like, whoa, like, damn, he really did that. Or like, yeah. or he really said that. Or like, they really like, yeah, I've been telling you this in my story for the past 15 years or 20 years since you've been seeing me. I've been telling you that this is what's going on, but now you get to see it with your eyes. Like, yeah. Oh, oh I got to do better as a person. Yeah. Sometimes you need to see those demons. Well, and we were talking about representation, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who feel represented by your brothers. And then to see your brothers embrace you and to see the conversation play out and see like, oh, this person kind of thinks the same way as me. But in the end, they realize that they need to respect their sister's identity then that person who is feeling represented by your brother then has to go, am I being the same way? Like, yeah. should I be embracing my trans sibling without yeah. question? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And not just your trans sibling, trans a trans person. Trans people in general. Because it's just like, dog, it may not happen <laughs> in your house, but it's happening in someone's home. Mm-hmm. And you have to leave your home to attend the rest of the world, whether you're going to the grocery store, whether you're going to work, the movie theater, and you're going to encounter these things and you need to encounter this type of stuff with respect. This is all yeah. I ask people. I don't tell you to go over here and change your beliefs. If you believe in Allah, if you believe in the tree, if you believe in Jesus, if you believe in Satan, whatever it is, if you believe whatever you believe, I'm not t- telling you to change your belief. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you to is respect that the world is all of ours together. Yeah, and we're walking in this space. I stay on my side of the street. You stay on yours. And if we happen to cross paths, we respectfully cross paths. We don't have to be uh, meet with aggression. Yeah, to respectfully. Yeah, and that's the thing that so many people get caught up on, and we hear it all the time. But there are people who are conditioned or programmed to believe that to give space to someone else takes away space from them. Yeah, and it's like, why are we thinking in such finite terms? You know, <laughs> like and that's the way the mind, their mind has been conditioned to think. Yeah, you know, very tiny. Mm-hmm. That's why their dicks are small. <laughs> you know their dicks may be big physically but they're small spiritually (laughs) which transfers into a small dick (laughs) a small dick oh I well I just I I absolutely adore this conversation we've had and I, I know that everyone listening to it you know um, I have to imagine there's a certain amount of preaching to the choir with my audience. You know, they're already gonna they're already gonna share a lot of these thoughts with us. But I think um, the conversations you're having out in the open and for the public does a lot of good. You know, um, it does a lot of good for the young trans people who see themselves in you, uh, the young trans people of color who see your success, and um, it goes against everything they've been taught or everything their society tells them, you know, you just, you mentioned it, but you just living your life out loud and proud does a lot of good for people. So really the best thing you can do for your community is keep buying houses. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I want you to sing me a song. Yeah. What do you want to hear? 
What do you got? What's on the what's on the top? Oh of my here? gosh. Oh, let's just see what I have. <laughs> let's see. Oh, you know what I just had pulled up? You know what's so funny is um, I work with my music partner, Major Scales, um, and he he writes and composes our songs based on my life and experiences. Um, but that means that I have to learn the songs that I'm known for. I have to like learn from pulling them up on the internet and like, what's the chords for this? <laughs> <laughs> But I'll I'll play you this one since I have the rights to it. Um, <laughs> I'll sing it. I'll sing I, I it. I love to see you do this stuff. Like you really don't know that I'm I'm gonna be fangirling really quick. Here we go. Go y'all, ladies and gentlemen, bringing to the stage the one, the only <laughs> Jinx Monsoon. Throw throwing these ashes out to the sea. Oh my god, I fucked up already. And it's taken so long Breaking these bones, breaking these bones won't grow It only hurts when you're gone If you look for me If I ever call, you're never alone. Oh, and if there's nothing left for me to do, I'll write a song for you to come home to. Don't dig my grave till I'm gone. They may be words you've heard me say before, but this time I hope they mean more. In a song. <laughs> you have to understand, I'm still learning the ukulele. It's been years and I'm still Dang. still very moderate. I loved it. <laughs> I loved that. Like that that what what more can a girl ask for? <laughs> well, for you, anything. Any request you have, I will except do my best for, to fulfill. Except for look at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> let's not, let's not get Disney on our backs quite yet. It's only season two of this. Podcast. Oh yeah, let's not. I don't listen. I don't want them on my back at all. <laughs> well, T.S. Madison, I have certain questions that I ask every guest. Are you ready to answer my compulsory questions I as am. we? wrap up this conversation yeah first question is who is your celebrity crush today and you can interpret that question however you feel like it <laughs> my celebrity crush uh who am i crushing on because it's just a little <laughs> crush um okay I really love Idris Elba. I say this every mm -hmm. time someone asks me. <laughs> I have been really crushing on this man that's been on. Um, I got I forget it. I don't know his what is his name. Like he plays. I'm gonna look him up really quick. He's playing <laughs> on Lovecraft Country. Oh, I loved. That show, I cannot wait for season two. But I love anything. Two. There's not going to be a season two? No, they're not going to do a season two of Love. Oh, jeez Christ. Jeez yeah. Christ. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Jeez Louise. Jonathan Majors. Mm. It's the lips and, mm -hmm. the, and, the, and, the, and the, the those lines in the forehead. And the... <laughs> I loved that show. I'm so sad. Um, yeah, man. Sorry. Sorry you had to be the one to break the news to me. <laughs> yeah, they're not, not going to be a season two. Well, I hope it's just, they hope they're saying it, but they they said that it, there was, they were not renewing Lovecraft mm. Country for season two, but it was so good. You know, 
they 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 put all this effort into making these like really fantastical shows and then when audiences don't immediately you know like there's so much tv now you got to give things time to breathe you can't decide in one season if this thing has a future or not same thing i said about the ts mass experience i don't know what we're doing with that oh yeah i don't know what we're doing with that we tv but who knows where it'll end up it might you know, but I want to, I want to rename it. It's still going to be the T.S. Madison experience, but it's going to be renamed because there's levels of it. Like it was the experience. Mm-hmm. And now we've had the experience. I'm not going to say that what I'm going to name it next, but that's what's going to be another name probably. The T.S. Madison education. Ah. The T.S. Mag- <laughs> Madison school for girls. Uh, yes. <laughs> the T.S. Madison aerobic show academy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my next question for you, and I think I know the answer based on some things you've talked about already, but my next question for you is, are you spiritual? Oh, you know this, Jinx. You know, I love, I love the Lord. <laughs> I love the Lord, but mm-hmm. I'm also deep into the things. <laughs> Deep into the thing. Well, we already we already heard that the spirit whispers directly the spirit to you. Whisper directly to me, and I do. She gets up in your ear and calls she you. Gets bitch. in my ear. And, <laughs> bitch. Do you hear me? Well, two things can be true. <laughs> Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Uh, Lord Vader. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I hear you. <laughs> My final question for you is what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh. Well, you must understand from the touch of your hand, you make my pulse react. Hey. <laughs> something a thrill on a raw meeting girl. Opposites attract. Anything for it. <laughs> There's a place that fits. And you kind of believe that you knew it for me. Oh, oh, what's love, love got to do? Got to do with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was going to guess. I was going to guess. I'll be your private dancer. You knew it was somewhere in that Dance so funny. <laughs> What you want me to do? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, could it have been golden eye? I found it. <laughs> it was most definitely Tina Turner. Yeah, absolutely. We knew. We, we know enough. We know enough about T.S. Madison. Yes, yeah, so it was going to be some woman to some make it. Woman. With a power to make an educated guess on your karaoke song. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being my guest today, for your candor, for your for your um your je ne sais quoi, for for that it factor that you got. Well, how about for my cut? My uniqueness nerve. It's all there, and um. Where can my listeners find you after after today? Well, listeners, please put your ears to the screens. <laughs> I'm about to tell you something that's very important for you to hear. <laughs> please follow the doll at the real T.S. Madison on Instagram, on YouTube, T.S. Madison Hinton, on Facebook, T.S. Madison, or just run down there to the Google. <laughs> just Google. Just, just Google. And just T.S. Google the lady. And it will send you everywhere you need to go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my guest today. Jinx, and thank you for inviting me to the show. You of are, course. You're, you're one of my favorites. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love, love you and Ben de la Crims. Thank you. Y'all, y'all be having more fun. Oh, well, thank you so much. I can't wait until we cross paths in, in real space. In real space. IRL. Yeah, because <laughs> I saw you guys battling the COVID thing. Like y'all had, mm. to, had to cancel your stuff with COVID or whatever, you know. And I was so like, wow, like, and you were, Jinx, you and <laughs> you and Ben de la Creme did this uh, <laughs> Instagram video. You're like, what is it? What? I gotta do what? <laughs> like, I'm like, these personalities are, are personalities that I love. I love all. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, you know, 
we don't know we, we don't know what's in store hopefully there's um collaboration on the horizon hopefully um you know let's just let's cross our fingers and put it out into the universe that we're we're ready for whatever whatever comes you see what I did all your lights just turn <laughs> on at once <laughs> <laughs> listeners listening um t.s madison crossed her fingers and threw her hands into the air and then every light in her house just turned just on turned on. hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the- <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much and thank you all for listening to hi jinx here on the forever dog and moguls of media network my name is Jinx Monsoon, and we have new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to search for Hi Jinx on your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe. You can follow me at the Jinx on Instagram or at Jinx Monsoon everywhere else, and I'll see you next Wednesday for some more. Hi Jinx! Forever! To listen to Hi Jinx ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Hi Jinx is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by me, Jinx Monsoon. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. And executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Big Dipper, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.